Women Want to Hear Women, where we put the spotlight on country music's most talented ladies. Be a part of moving the conversation forward with your host, Elena Smith. All right, y'all, we're going to get right into it this week. Really, really, really amped about Rachel Reinert being here. And just wait until the beginning of this interview. You're going to hear something really pretty cool. Um, So this is an exclusive just for you guys. You're going to find out why in just about like 10 seconds. So I'm going to shut up. Let's go. Let's do this. All right. Well, I've got Rachel Reiner. You guys know her and you love her from Gloriana. But now you're doing your own thing, lady. I'm so happy to have you back. I know everybody is. It feels really good to be back. It's been a long time. And we were just talking about the fact that you, this, you're really just starting this out right now. So you haven't actually done a sit down interview yet? No. This is my first one. Oh, the pressure on me, <laughs> not you. On both of us. I love it. Well, let's just start though with what everyone really wants to know. Like what have the last couple of years been? like since you decided to leave Gloriana? Crazy. Um, Challenging, life-altering, spiritual transformation, just everything that you could possibly imagine. Um, And, you know, I I sort of had this thought that when I was leaving the band, I I thought that everything that I had done, all these prior accomplishments were going to lead to a lot of opportunities for me. Um, But it didn't really work out that way. And so it was kind of this crazy reality slap, but in the best way for me, I think. And so, you know, I just went through this whole process throughout this transition into being a solo artist where um, I had to sort of strip away this identity that I once knew that was tied to, you know, awards and platinum records Mm -hmm. and all these amazing opportunities and really just get down to who I am as a person. Cause I'd been a part of that band since I was 18 years old. So it was my entire adult life. You were a kid. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Leading up to that point. And so I think it just really forced me to grow up a Mm -hmm. lot and to find my voice and to figure out, you know, what I wanted to say and what I wanted to do. And it, ultimately ended up having such a huge impact on my songwriting throughout, you know, this whole transition. Mm -hmm. So from an outsider's perspective, you know, you were mentioning the awards, you guys had Mm -hmm. number ones, you had all of these accolades. It was, it seemed like on top of the world. Mm -hmm. So from an outsider's perspective, it's like, why leave that? But can you kind of walk us through your process of deciding to and why and how difficult that was or how maybe not difficult that was? You know, so it it was something that I joined on at a very young age. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, at the time I I had been pursuing a a solo career. I had moved to Nashville when I was 16, just to kind of back up. I moved to Nashville when I was 16, I signed a publishing deal here. And so I had every intention to be a solo artist. And that's what I was going after. And I was literally about two weeks away from my parents being like, you need to come back home. Nothing Mm -hmm. was really happening for me. They were like, maybe you might want to go to college or think about something else. And I was fighting them on that. And I was, I just, I knew that I needed to be here and that this is what, what I loved and this is what I wanted to do. And then the opportunity to be in the band kind of came up out of nowhere. So it was just this happenstance thing. And at first I was a little bit resistant to the idea and I was like, no, I want to be a solo artist. And then, uh, you know, just at the same time it was like, okay, but this is a huge opportunity on the table for me. And, you know, I didn't really have anything else happening. And so it was like, okay, maybe this is the the next step that I need to take. Mm-hmm. So and your so, heart was really always in the solo. Yes. Yeah. And I, I always knew there would be a day that would come where I would feel like, okay, you know, I need to get back to this. Yeah. 
And so I gave, you know, Gloriana eight years of my life. So, I mean, it was, it was a really, really, you know, it was a long time, but also in hindsight felt like it went by like that, you know, Mm -hmm. and it was sort of when things had kind of slowed down for us a little bit, we had put out three albums and I just felt like I needed, it was kind of just now or never for me. And, Mm -hmm. you know, at the time I was 26 And so I just felt like my window to jump off and go be a solo artist was getting more and more narrow as the years go by. And it was kind of those situations where it was like, either I'm going to stay in this and stick it out for the long haul, you know, for the next 10 to 15 years or whatever, Mm -hmm. or, you know, I need to make the jump. And so it wasn't an easy decision to make. And I didn't have some big master plan, like I told you before, but it just felt like it was necessary. And I also felt like I didn't really know myself, you know, at that point, I was just kind of in the midst of everything. And so I, I just knew I needed to, you know, take that risk and take that chance and just find out who I was and find out what I wanted to say. And, and also just the dynamics between like being in a band and what that collaboration is like versus Mm -hmm. being a solo artist and being in control of everything. And every single thing that you're writing is completely reflective of you. Um, I, I really craved that. I needed that. Well, and it's interesting to hear you talk about it and realize that, you know, even though it's this big life and you're on stages and you're doing all of that, it's still your job. Mm-hmm. It's still that's, you know, what you do in order to make your life work. You have to work. Yeah. So when people leave work, they're leaving behind a lot of people that they see every single day, you know, work with. It's like a family as well. Mm-hmm. And it can be really difficult, those relationships. How was it leaving the boys? Like, how is your relationship now? Are you it was, feeling cool? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think so, you yeah. know, and I think we're in a really good place right now. And I, I, you know, it's, it's hard when you, like you said, when you're very, very close with people, yeah. you become like family and they were, they were like family to me. And I'm so grateful for everything that, you know, we got to do together. Like I would not be sitting here with you right now today if it hadn't been for that entire experience. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, I owe a lot to them and I owe a lot to that in that sense. Um, you know, but I think it's it's hard for me to sort of say how they might feel. But from my perspective, um, you know, I've got nothing but love for them. Yeah. And I, you know, I hope that um, I, I, I just wish nothing but the best for them. And, you know, it's your relationships just never going to be the same, though. Like when you're not mm. seeing each other and with each other every single day, you know, you don't have that same kind of bond. Yeah. But I think it's good, though. I think it's been for the best, you know, and everybody ended up exactly where they needed to be and everything shakes out. And I'm super happy. And I think they're really happy, too. Well, know? I'm so grateful to you for being open and talking about it, because, you know, obviously there are so many Gloriana fans that are very curious about what is going on. But it, it's true. Your honesty is just it makes it really easy to understand yeah. what went down. So I do want to talk about your new music, but I also want to talk about um what this podcast is really about, Women Want to Hear Women, mm-hmm. it's it's about supporting women. It's about understanding women's journeys in country music. Mm-hmm. And you have a unique one because of being in a band <laughs> with males. So can you talk a little bit about what your experience has been like as a woman in country music with two males? Like, mm-hmm. do you think it was different than what female solo artists have gone through? Yeah. It, you know, it's, it's interesting because I don't think I fully realized how – just the entire situation as a whole, like with the band and the team and everything, it was very, very male dominated. And a Mm -hmm. lot of the times I was the only female 
in the room or on the bus or, you know, in meetings or this, that, and the other. And so I think from that sense, it really taught me, you know, how to be strong and how to find my voice in the midst of all of that. Because there were many times where you do feel kind of like, oh, I'm the only girl and this is a little bit awkward for me. And so you kind of learn how to stand your own ground. But ultimately what's been so amazing is in my solo transition, I have started to work with so many amazing women and not it's it's been not really like this intentional like I sought after that it just sort Mm -hmm. of happened and I didn't realize it was like this little puzzle piece of my life that I didn't realize that I was really missing and it's been so cool to be collaborating with these other women like on the songwriting I just did a music video where the director was a woman the producer was a woman yes so just like all these people kind of coming into play and it's just been so awesome to feel that empowerment and Mm -hmm. also to you know just have other people's other women's perspectives in you know all of this so it's just been so awesome like I'm just so happy to kind of see those tables turn a little bit and where whereas everything was very heavily male dominated situation to now it just feels a lot more balanced yeah I'm glad to hear that yeah so since you have been all around the world you have met so many different people I'm sure you have been in a lot of Different kind of situations, especially being surrounded with so many males. Now, speaking to the Me Too movement and the women's movement that's happening right Mm -hmm. now, for people that are listening that maybe are going through some difficult times or not knowing how to deal with certain situations, can you talk a little bit about either a situation that you were in and how you handled it or just how to handle those situations when you are presented with something uncomfortable? Yeah, it's hard to say because I I think – Fortunately, I've never really been in a situation where it's been crossing the line. And that's probably because I was in a band with two guys where maybe everyone felt like they were my big brothers and they were like, "Okay, you know, I'm not going to mess with this. Yeah. Um, But, you know, I think you just have to not be afraid to stand your ground. And I love that I'm seeing all these people, all these women stepping forward and in this fearless manner, because You know, that's the only way that it's going to, you know, shake out and be more balanced. And for all of this stuff to kind of be put to bed is, you know, we just all have to stand together and support each other. Do you have a lot of female friends in the industry and singers that are female friends in the industry? And who are they? Who are you hanging with? Yeah, I do. Um, So I am really, really good friends with a band called Larkin Poe. So they're from Atlanta and they just moved here to Nashville a couple years ago. And um, they're incredible. I mean, they're just like the most badass musicians. They just come in and they're just you're just blown away by their talent. And um, they're actually out right now performing in Keith Urban's show. Dang. Yeah. So they go out and do a few songs with him during his set every single night. So I'm like so proud of them. So happy to see them just doing amazing things. They're just badass chicks. Yeah. And um, I've got couple other friends, um, a girl named Lauren Dusky. I don't know if you know her. That sounds familiar. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So she just put a single out, and she was on The Voice a couple seasons yes, ago. Yes, yes, yeah. a good friend of mine, too. Mm-hmm. Amazing voice. Just an angel of a person, mm-hmm. like just as genuine as it gets, and I absolutely adore her. Um, and then another band called The Sisterhood. 
Yes, I've just been seeing them. Mm-hmm. Like all of a sudden, they're everywhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good. So Alyssa and Ruby, old friends, like mm-hmm. we go way back as well, and they're just insanely talented. And so I kind of have like a couple little circles of friends that that I go with and that mm-hmm. I hang with, and um, just all extremely talented amazing amazing people well let's talk about someone else really talented you and your new music Mm -hmm. okay so i got your song cool sent to me like maybe a couple weeks ago and i have listened to it so many times really i sincerely i really 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 enjoy it can you tell me a little bit about it and why this song for your introduction to like this is me as a solo artist that's a big huge deal (laughs) to choose one song to like make that all happen what was that process like choosing this song um you know it's weird because it sort of felt just like well, what, what was interesting was there was another song on the table that we were talking about putting out, and mm-hmm. we I was so dead set on that. And then sort of at the last minute, I changed my mind, and I was like, no, I think it needs to be cool. And not that the other song isn't great or anything like that. Mm-hmm. It just felt like this was the right direction to be heading in because um, the sound, my sound, I describe as California country. Yeah. So I'm originally from Southern California. My whole family is still there. I have very, very deep roots and just am very attached to that world. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've also lived in Nashville for the last 13 years. And so I feel like I have these two worlds that I have these strong ties to. And so it's kind of a combination of, of both of those worlds. And then on top of that, just the music that I was raised on. So my parents raised me on the you know music that came out of Laurel Canyon in the 70s. So oh, everything yeah. from... Fleetwood Mac to the Eagles to Neil Young, Tom Petty, you know, all of that. And Mm so I've always been super influenced by that, always adored that kind of music. And so I wanted to find a way to, you know, kind of tie all of those things together. And I feel like cool is sort of like the pillar to that that sound that's like painting the landscape for what my sound is. Mm -hmm. Um, And cool is a song that I wrote with Davis Nash, who also produced the song and my other friend, Melissa Fuller. Mm-hmm. And we went into the session one day and I just said, you know, I, I really want to write a song about my first love. And so it just sort of evolved into this conversation about how the dynamic of our relationship changed, you know, over the span of almost 15 years and how, you know, you never forget your first love. Oh, yeah. And how, you know, that that will always be in your heart forever. Mm-hmm. And so I wanted to capture the essence of that, but also how we went through this messy breakup and then over the span of time ended up developing this genuine friendship, which is really hard, I think, for a lot of people to do. I feel like it's rare. Yes. Yeah. It is. Like to be Mm -hmm. just be genuinely good friends with each other. Mm -hmm. And um, I'm, I'm really proud of that because I think there's power in forgiveness. And I think that also... You know, it's these little puzzle pieces to your life that make you who you are. And, you know, you end up being exactly where you need to be because of those experiences. Yeah. Now, I also noticed with this song, the vocals are like insane because you are going from like (laughs) low to super high. It sounds so good. But are you nervous about singing the song live everywhere you go? I've sang it a few times live and I... You know, it's really more so the breath control yes. that's the most difficult for me sometimes. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, you know, I've I've been working on, I've had this music for so long and I've been 
practicing it for so long that hopefully I won't screw it up. It's just like but normal yes. muscle memory, yes, vocal exactly. memory, hopefully. Exactly. No, I doubt that you're ever going to screw it up. <laughs> yeah, but one of my girlfriends, I, I went and had dinner with her the other night. And she was like, I was singing along the other day. And I was just like, I'm not going to hit that note. <laughs> That's what I, mean. like, I was trying to sing along with it the other day. And like it like cracked. I like went through puberty mid yep, song. Yep. Just don't do it first thing in the morning. Just wait until <laughs> you're warmed up. Exactly. So Rachel, where are you from in California? Because I did know you were from California, but I didn't know what part. I grew up in Orange County. Oh, by Disney. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Okay. Disneyland was my babysitter every summer. I bet. Oh, yeah. Me and all my friends, we would get these Disneyland annual passes, and it would just be the parents would drop you off, and you would just go spend the day at Disneyland every day of the summer. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the parents know Mickey's gotcha. Did you save your annual pass uh, pictures and stuff? Oh, my gosh. They're probably somewhere. They probably got lost in the midst of everything, like when my parents moved. I don't know, but yeah. Yeah. I'll tell you, my mom <laughs> sent me mine because I grew up in San Diego. Oh, no way. And so we would go to and we would get the season passes. But she sent me mine like four months ago. And I look like this little peanut. And yep. like it's so tiny. And there's Aww. the Indiana Jones ride around it and yes. stuff. Oh, it's it's classic. Yes. I love it. So um, I didn't know that you love Disney so much. I'm like yeah. very excited about that. Oh, yeah. Now, where if people are going out to Orange County, aside from Disney, <laughs> what's the thing they have to do? For me, I love to just get out to the beach. Mm-hmm. And you've just got such incredible beaches out there. Everything. Laguna Beach is unreal. To die for. It's just unreal. Yeah. Like Dana Point, Seal Beach, mm-hmm. you know, you name it. Newport. Newport, that was my old stomping grounds. I used to get in a lot of trouble in Newport. So Good girl. <laughs> yes. As you should have. <laughs> Which is why it was good that I moved away when I was 16 because it was just like, it was bad. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, then good. Nashville yeah. took care of that Nashville's for you. been good for me. Yeah. So there are a few other people. You mentioned California country and how mm-hmm. that's like your sound right now. Um, Cam, John Party, yeah. Brett Young, they're all kind of doing that same kind of thing. Do you guys ever get to chat? Do you guys... No, I've never met any of them. I would love to, though. I mean, that would be awesome because I think that there's a lot of like camaraderie there. And it's funny because when I first came to Nashville, I was very afraid to let people know that I was from California and even throughout Gloriana because we fought the you're not country enough thing for so long. I get the same thing. Yes, I know. Yes, but it's funny because there is an audience for it on that side of the country. It's Mm -hmm. not just for the South, you know. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I think it's just universally just becoming more and more loved, which is so awesome. I'm so glad that people are becoming more open to it. Mm -hmm. And yeah, so, I mean, it's, it's, it's awesome. I'm just, I'm so proud. And I, I love that there's all these people coming out from California and going like, this is who I am. Yeah. Yeah. So Rachel, looking forward, since this is really the beginning of this new solo endeavor, what are you most looking forward to? What are you seeing? What are your goals? Like, where do you want to be this time next year? Oh, my gosh. I have a lot of goals, and I have very lofty goals. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, you know, honestly, I just want my music to be heard, and I want to find my audience. I want to find my people. I want to get out on the road. I want to be playing again. Um, I want to be reaching other people. I want to continue telling people, you know, my story because – I think that there's a lot of people facing a lot of adversity in life, not just in this business. So I would love to be a light for them and for all of that, you know, and life isn't easy. And especially this career is not easy, you know, mm-hmm. but I think it's all about persistence and patience. And if you have a dream, you have to have to have to just stay following your heart and just keep going for it. But it's just it matters to me to 
be there for those people and like I said just find my audience and just to get back out on the road for people to hear the music and to receive it and for it to resonate. What would your dream tour be right now? If you um, were going to hop on with like two other artists, what would that be? Gosh, I like I just I love Little Big Town. I love everything that they're doing. I think that they can do. They've got no like a wrong. California country style going on they right do. now. Almost. They I definitely think indirectly, do. but they do. Yes, that that whole very like seventies thing. Yeah, you know, and I I love that. I love them. I love what Casey Musgraves is doing. Too. I think just all just seeing all this authenticity just pouring out of people right now is. We need that so badly, and I love that. You know? Amen, girl. It's preach. Okay, so we do need to get to just a couple more things here before we wrap sure. up and then do your performance. Yes. Um, I want to put together this Women Want to Hear Women playlist with you for the week. Yes. But uh, first, I, I do always like to kind of touch on the name of this podcast, Women Want to Hear Women. For anybody that's new to this podcast, it's uh, it came from a phrase that I have been told to my face. I'm sure you've <laughs> heard it too. So many female artists have. Women don't want to hear women. So when you hear that phrase, Rachel, how do you react? Oh, I just, I think it's, I don't, I, I, I almost cussed. Sorry. I just want to say, I just think. You can cuss. I think it's bullshit. Yeah. You know, it's like women love other women. Like women mm-hmm. follow other women on Instagram. Women buy magazines with women on the covers, you know, mm-hmm. like women do want to hear other women. I, I, but I, I will say this. I think that the beauty in all of it is that when that whole thing came out and when they started talking about all of that, it created a conversation. Mm -hmm. And now all of a sudden you're starting to see it's slowly still taking a lot of time, you know, for those tables to turn. But I think that there is a lot more balance coming from that, which is amazing. You know, Mm -hmm. so if you look back on it and just go like, wow, you know, it was maybe somewhat of a blessing in disguise because it made everyone wake up and go like, uh, no, you know, and so uh, hopefully it'll continue (laughs) to to shift and it needs to, Mm -hmm. you know, but yeah, I mean, I I think that's, that's a lie. It's just to me, it doesn't feel true. I want to hear other women. You want to hear other women, Mm -hmm. you know, exactly. All right, let's put together this playlist. So every week, we put together a Women Want to Hear Women playlist, mm-hmm. and I need you to help me find five artists, five female artists that people have got to hear this week. Who do you got? Okay, so I put my friends Lark and Poe on there. Oh, good. I was hoping you would. Yes. Okay. Uh, they just put out a song called Ain't Gonna Cry. That's really cool. Nice. Lauren Dusky, my friend that I, my other friend that I just told you about. Good. She has a song out called Costume Party, and her voice is amazing. Casey Musgraves, Slow Burn on there. Love that song. I'm going to put a throwback on there. I'm going to put Stevie Nicks, Crystal on there. Love. Okay. (laughs) Because I don't know if you've ever heard the Buckingham Nicks vinyl before. It's like it's super rare. It's only on vinyl. I mean, you can maybe pull it up on YouTube. Uh But there's a song on there called Crystal, which um, Lindsey Buckingham actually sings. But Stevie Nicks wrote it. And her, I mean, his version of it is amazing. But her version of it is... Just Unreal, next level. Yes. yes, and I'm such. I'm just like a huge fan of hers. Like she's everything. Yeah. Um, Cheryl Crow, if it makes you happy, perfect. Patty Griffin, are you familiar with Patty Griffin? No, she's awesome. There's a record called Flaming Red that you should get into. It's Ooh, pretty badass. Um, a song called One Big Love. Okay. Miranda Lambert, Airstream song. Yes, I like that. Pool. One of my favorites. Yes. And then Ashley Monroe from Time to Time. Beautiful. So beautiful. I love it. That's perfect. Cool. And I'm going to be putting cool on there. Yay. And so maybe some other Gloriana hits just Uh-oh. for to throw back. 
<laughs> All right, girl. So uh, we're going to have you do two performances, yes. right? You're going to do a cover of another female. You're going to play it yes. forward. Yes. And uh, we'll have you do cool as well, I hope. Yeah. Awesome. Of okay, course. guys. So head over. You can check out those videos at NashCountryDaily.com. And uh, Rachel, thank you so, so much for being here. Thank you for having me. I just me. so appreciate you. I'm so excited oh that you are doing your own thing right now. And keep going, girl. Thank you. It feels good. So thank you. I appreciate it. I got to say, that was so awesome seeing Rachel with this new spirit and new energy. I'm just so excited for what she has to come. You have to go check out her performance videos. If you have forgotten, uh, her voice is ridiculously sweet and beautiful, and you are just going to love it, and you're going to love her new song. Uh, Check that out at NashCountryDaily.com. You can also check out that Women Want to Hear Women playlist right there. Make sure to keep tweeting us your suggestions for who you want to see featured next on Women Want to Hear Women. Use that hashtag as well. You can tweet me. I'm at Elena D. Smith or at NashCNTRYDaily. Big, huge thanks to Lonnie Napier, Nikita Palmer, and Kix Brooks for hooking us up with their studio for this recording. And to our Women Want to Hear Women team, Brian Webb and Jim Casey. Y'all rock. Thank you for listening this week and for every week. I love you all so much. And thank you for the love on Twitter. And as always, I want to thank all of the guys out there who have been supporting this message as well, proving that not only women want to hear women, men do too. Bye.